0: Just remember that better day, better days are coming. We'll
1: leave you. Good morning, precious people of God. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Good morning, nation's harvest. Good morning, birthrights. Good morning, precious people of God. You ought to lift up holy hands today and tell the Lord, Lord God, I thank you. This is just what you promised me in the joy of my salvation. This is what you've promised me. And that is that you would give me the days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah that will fill with joy and with your presence. You would give me the days that would be the joy of my salvation. And for this day, I want to tell the Lord, thank you. I want everybody to tell someone else, good morning. I want you to take the privilege to invite someone else right now. I want to premise today, as Leandra is saying so beautifully, better days are coming. I want to kind of give you something that may help you with your experience in the streaming assembly. Um, I have understood that there are many who, or others, who will take their device and they will stream it or mirror it to their TVs. Now this is going to be a little advanced for others. But often, the reason that you are losing connectivity or you're having bumped out of the service is because you're on your cellular device. Um, and that's going to cause some issues. If you are able to join in on a laptop or on a computer, you're probably going to have a better experience uh, because we are streaming live. This is not pre recorded, this is live. Um, but I really. I I really would that we could go from point A to the epitome of the uplifting of the Holy Spirit without any interruptions, but it's not always possible. But I am looking for ways and some information, some instructions that I could give to you that would help you have an uninterrupted worship experience. Amen. Even when we are back together, when we are back in the assembly Um, there are still those that are in other states, Cleveland and Florida, Ohio, Florida, Georgia, uh, California and all of the other states, they're still gonna wanna have an uninterrupted experience and I want to do what I can to help you to have that kind of an experience. So you may have, unless you're traveling, uh, you're on the road and you have your mobile device, you may do better If you have a laptop or if you can take your cellular device and do what is called mirror to your TV. Um, And maybe during the course of a week, if you're really excited about being here, you can call someone and say, how do I do that? Or call me uh, because I'd like for you to have uh, an, an uninterrupted experience. Well, Lord, we thank you today. God, we thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And most of all, we thank you right now for you giving us this opportunity to be together again. Samuel, it is so good to see you here today. Praise God. Last week, um, you were in the hospital. And this week, you're right here. I see your name, S-A-M-U-E-L. Uh, Dad is here uh, as well. Uh, most of you know him, Brother Bill. Paterson was so glad you're here, Dad. It's always I don't see your name, but I know you're in here because if we own, he' in here. I don't know a day that Nations Harvest has been together that William Bill Patterson hadn't been in there. You know, I remember the days that we would travel, and uh, he was my driver and my rider. Amen. And we would go and visit and declare the word of Jesus Christ bring the word of God to people, and uh, he was just there and loving on me and taking care of me. Thank you so much for being there for me, Dad. God bless all of you. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and let's get into the word of God. Let's make it ready. I hope that you were here last week. I hope that this week have been the week that you have been able to do just as you were instructed. As you were told last week to exercise your God-given ability to relax, to remember, and to recognize. Those were the action words, those are the action words, is to relax, which means that you're going to become less tense and anxious. The Bible says, for we are to be anxious for nothing. And relaxing means to be absent of anxiety and tension. Relax. Second, remember, meaning that you have the ability to bring your mind's awareness. something that you know or that you have experienced we know that the Lord he is God that he is good to us and we know that he is for us and if he is for us he is more than the whole world that is against us and you got to remember that that's the second action word relax verb action remember verb action and finally, recognize. Recognize meaning that you have to identify with someone or something from having had an encounter with them before. You cannot recall, recognize, unless you have had an encounter. So you, you have to have had an encounter in order to recognize. So if the Lord has ever did anything for you, then you should give such recognition to him. Recognize, knowing that if he did it once, he can and he will do it again. Yes, he will. He can and he will do it again. Amen. Somebody said that he can and someone else say that he will do it again. Well, let me have a word of prayer, and then I want you to go ahead of me to Matthew chapter 14. should be easy to find. If you've had your Bibles throughout the week, then your Bible should still be turned to the same place that we were last week in Matthew chapter 14. After prayer, we're going to take up right there, Matthew chapter 14, and that's where we're going to take up today. I want you to go down to verse number 22 today. And after this prayer, we're going to take up right there in Matthew chapter 14, verse number 22. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version today, or the King James Translation, rather. In Matthew 14 and verse 22, Eternal God, I thank you so much today for all things, everything, God, including everything and leaving out nothing. Why? Because... We must live in the comfort of knowing that all things that you work is together for our good. You're doing the working, and God, it is goodness to us. We thank you, God, for all of the things that you have made all-inclusive in our salvation to make it complete so that we can live both holy and wholly. We can live, God, both righteous and holistically in you. We have our being. We have our movement. We have our existence. Everything, God, is made possible through you. And for that, we say thank you. Now, God, I'm very um, aware that I should pray today that it would be wonderful if you could just take us out of this flesh And then God just deal with us in the comfort of nothing hurting, nothing going wrong. But you're not going to do it like that. You're not going to give us some analgesic. You're not going to put us, God, like you did for Adam in the Garden of Eden. You're not going to just put us out. And then when we come back to ourselves, everything is going to be all made and done. But we're going to be like the clay that was on the potter's wheel. We're going to feel as you touch us and as you mold us and as you make it. But what I love so much about it is I'm so very conscious of today in my prayer, God, is that you are so merciful in the way that you handle us. And I thank you for that. Now, God, give us a word today that is a bread from heaven. Feed us until we shall want no more in Jesus' name. And they all declared. Amen. God bless you. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse number 22. And that's where I'm going to take up in verse number 22. And I'm hoping that everyone will as soon as if you have, you're moved out, then you can just get back. I was talking to my sister last week, and they, she said, yeah, we, we kept getting, you know, bumped out, but we were able to piece it together. I would that you would have a seamless, uninterrupted experience, all of you and we're hoping that we can get there. And maybe it's a good time to say that your, um, uh, your support, and those of you that do give, is always going towards making this possible because this is certainly not something that they're giving away free. Bandwidth, transmission, communication cost, and it costs a lot because it's convenient. It keeps you from having to drive. So where you don't spend gas money, trust me, they are paying me to come to you. They're charging, I'm sorry, they're not paying me, but they're charging me to come to you in this manner. So all of your support is always appreciated and it is going to be used to continue this to get better and I will make it as wonderful an experience as I can. You're there at Matthew 14 and verse number 22. I'm going to give you about 15 seconds to read, and I'm going to be silent. And I want you to just read that in Matthew 14 and verse number 22, and then I'm going to move forward. Matthew 14 and verse number 22. And I want you to read it. And then I'm going to go forward. I'm sure that you've read enough now that you've looked at the text to say, oh, I know that story. That's where it is. It's tucked away in Matthew's gospel, chapter 14 and verse number 22. You know the story about Jesus walking on the water. You're familiar with this story. You've heard the story as it has been preached, as they have given proclamation to this great, evening where Jesus walks out on the water. <clears throat> uh, you've known this, and I don't know that you did any farther reading from last week as we were in some of the earlier verses of Matthew's chapter 14, where we were reading earlier that this is the same night that Jesus constrained his disciples to get on the ship. And to go to the other side. I don't know that you know that this was the continuation of that same evening. That was in the fourth watch of the night. But now that you've taken time to read it. To see that this is what happened later that evening. That this is the same night as Jesus had told them to get on the ship. To go to the other side. And that he was going to stay back. And he was going to deal with the multitude. Where we learned in context that we are not to get so attached with the familiar that we don't go on into our future that's what he was telling them to do go on to the other side and you know that this story as you read father that it's about jesus walking on the water and i i'm I'm going to take a subject as i'm going to read it to you i'm going to take a subject Uh, as I read verse 29 and half of verse 30, you started reading what Jesus was walking out on the water. I'm going to go down to verse number 29 and half of verse number 30. I'm going to take a subject from verse 30. I'm going to preach from verse number 30. We're going to shout from verse number 30, and then we're going to graciously and reverently enjoy the rest of Sunday doing what we do in Thanksgiving. Verse number 29, and Jesus said, <clears throat> come, and Jesus said, come, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, pause, listen carefully, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, I'm about to take my text right here. Stay with me now. But when Peter saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. Here's my text. And beginning to sink, stop, that's it, right there, yours show a comma, I put a period, and beginning to sink, I want to talk to you today, going down, but never went under, you ought to put that in, going down, but never went under, when he saw the wind, boisterous, he was afraid, And beginning to sink, going down, but never went under. As soon as I read this, there was such an overwhelming spirit of revelation that came just in my reading. And as the Lord had given it to me from the former week, from last week, I've been just waiting, exciting, not even knowing that I was going to make it here today to just Expodulate, preach, declare and proclaim this text from what I discovered in Revelation given by the Holy Spirit as soon as I read this all that came to my mind was a point that I made in last week's message and I said a God designed situation has the tendency listen to me to rock the boat but it will not tip the boat over. When I read that he began to sink, I said this is synonymous to what has already been said based on how you translated it. The boat will rock. It will teeter, it will totter. It will shake, but it will not tip over. And that is synonymous to what It's being said today. Rock it, but don't tip it over. Is the same as going down, but never going under. Listen to me. Sickness has carried all of us as believers. But it never took us under. It has taken us down. Sickness has dealt with us severely, taking us down, but it never took us under. You may be experiencing the downward trend of sickness right now, pain, but it won't take you under. Financial hardships, they frequently do drive-bys on all of us. We have financial and money declines just like drive-bys out of nowhere. All of a sudden, money gets funny, taking us down. But never have we gone under. Grief and pain yanks on you, and it yanks on myself, and it leaves us in a state sometime of even feeling hopeless. But even though grief and pain takes us down, grief and pain can never take you under. Never can it take you under. Let's let the scriptures speak for themselves as we go into this text. Peter is sinking. Peter is sinking. Now, the Bible says he beginning to sink. I want to make that clear. He beginning to sink. Now, when the Bible says he beginning to sink. It simply means that he is going down. He beginning to sink. Now, you help me if I'm wrong. There is no such thing as going down slow. Let me let me let me let me just. (laughs) Oh, my God. There is no such thing as going down slow. I've failed before. And though sometimes it seems as though it's animated, like I should be able to stop this, I end up where I really didn't want to end up, and that is I fail. When it says he beginning to sink, I cannot bring into my mind how this happened because there is no way that when you sink, that you go down slow, I feel like preaching, especially on water, is because based on physics, my weight on water is something that's not going to happen slow, but it's going to happen fast. So my question becomes, he beginning to sink, When the Bible says he beginning to sink, it's saying that this was actually a process. Oh, I'm preaching now. He's saying that this is a process. I I need to, I got to talk slow because I want to give people, if they get bumped out, I want to give them a chance to come back in. Somebody text me and let me know that we're coming through loud and clear. Give me something or, or put it in the text box. Let me know I'm coming through when the bible says he beginning to sink it means that he was in a slow process it does not say and peter sank past tense as though it was done as quick as it started it was over can i preach the text says and i want it to do the preaching i don't want to i don't i want it to do the the declaration i don't want to do it i want it to do the revealing i can't reveal anything to you whatsoever and anyone who says that they can reveal to you they do lie except that the holy spirit just open your eyes so that you can conceptualize this whole occurrence so that you can see that this is a, based on the text now, this is a slow process. It does not say that he sank. Did you get that, Taffy? It did not, it did not say that, and Peter, the Bible says, and he sank. He beginning to sink. So all I hear is process. Peter is in a development. Just like you're seeing in news, as it develops, as it goes forward, frame by frame, image by image, piece by piece, it was a development. Peter is in route. He is on his way and he beginning to sink. Peter is undergoing a procedure, a procedure, a process I need you to get this. I ain't gonna be long, but I promise you I'm gonna be thorough. He is in a process. His sinking was not an event. <laughs> His sinking is a process. But while he began to sink, not sink, it's not done, it's not over, going down. As he's in the process, stay with me. I hope you hear. I hope you hear. Somebody, Debbie said loud and clear. we Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud and clear. You shouldn't have told me that. As he began to sink, he still had enough time during the process to say these three words, Lord, save me. God Almighty, I don't even know if I'm going to make it. it. While he's sinking, while he's sinking on his way down through the process as things develop, As he is in route, on his way somewhere, as he's going down, he still had time to say these words, Lord, save me. Now, you know what that tells me? I don't know what it tells you, but let me tell you what it tells me. He had no water in his nose. There was no water in his mouth. He is in the process. Obviously, he is out on the water, but there is nothing here. To stop him from opening his mouth And say these words Lord save me In the process God almighty if somebody Who feeling me already And got this is already crazy In your old house shouting While you are in the process Since you don't have anything Blocking your praise Why don't you go ahead and say What Peter said if you don't know What to say Lord Save me in other words, you ought to cry out since you're out here now. <laughs> since you're out here, since you have made your way, on your way, since you were en route to the other side, and while you are on your way to the other side, you decided, I'm getting ahead of myself, to really just make this a God trip. <laughs> since you know he's the one that put you out here anyway, and you don't have anything blocking your ability to communicate with God, instead of putting it on Facebook, why don't you have a little talk with him? Instead of expressing yourself somewhere to somebody else, why don't you just have a little talk with him and tell the one who can make a difference, say to him, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Lord, help me. No water in his nose, no water in his mouth. Here's what I discovered some years ago. Let me tell y'all while I'm preaching this, let me preach the whole thing. I discovered this some years ago that I was, and, and I was doing this in error. And it, it was actually, a. I had to make a theological correction when I was doing this. And, and listen to what I'm about to say now. It's it's very poor teaching ethics. Let me tell you something about this, What the point I just made. It's very poor teaching ethics to use Peter's dilemma as an example of someone who suffers from the lack of faith. Oh yeah, I'm preaching. Preachers seems to be sometime that they get a sense of satisfaction spotlighting the misfortunes that men and women in the Bible encountered. Uh-huh. And and I I made the correction. <laughs> I made the correction and I will make you mad with uh, with with my with, with with my philosophical theology i'll make you angry with it because i ain't gonna make small of what peter went through i'm going to look in his dilemma i'm going to look in his misfortune i'm going to look in his problem and i'm going to find god i'm not going to spotlight the idea that all they tell you is that peter sank that's what they go. They go right to the idea. They miss the whole process and they go right and just take the man underwater. That's what we love to do. We love to take David and talk about what he did with Bathsheba. We don't We, we don't take time to talk about him being a a, 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 uh, a theopolitical giant. We don't talk about him being one who was victorious. He was a prophet and a king. We don't talk about that, but we love to spotlight the idea, of oh, him and Bathsheba, because that's what we love to do. It seemed to make us look better when we can go right to someone's problem and put a whole lot of color to it and talk about how David had his problem with Bathsheba. And then if we're not talking about Peter sinking and David with Bathsheba, we're talking about Hosea with Gomer and and the problem that he had with her and how all of he he had family problems and got all of these kids in his house and wasn't any of them his. That's what we love to go to. And if we're not talking about him, we like to talk about how Peter denied Christ three times before the cockroach. We love to take other people's misfortunes. We love to talk about Pilate and how Pilate had to wash his hands of Jesus' blood and how Judas just how he just uh, uh, just forsook Christ. We just love to go in. We don't go to discover what is really to be to, to be revealed in the text. I'm not sure why we get such a delight in making someone else's trouble, their disaster and their hardship, and make it a headline. We are not really ready to pay attention until we see someone in the midst of a misfortune. And that's why we have missed the ability to empower ourselves in the word of God where he says you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We miss that opportunity because we're too busy listening to and being taught the the divisiveness, and I'm using that very carefully, the divisiveness of the techniques of a preacher's declaration in showing other people's problem and using them as an example to make others feel good. Preach, Don. That's why you can't really have a conversation with someone else until you're talking about someone else's misfortune, because that seems to make you feel better about the bitterness of your own sauerkraut life. Preach, Don. You just don't feel better. But I got news for you today. I want you to let the text talk for itself. You should study the scripture for yourself. You should have read this. You should have known this. It never said he sank. It said he beginning to sink. Process. Let me see what they saying over here. Let me click over here and see what they saying. Process. Somebody say woo wee. Process. Process. They don't. They don't see the power of God because they miss the process. They miss the process. You hating on me because you miss the process. Verse number twenty nine. Clearly intelligently and reverently says he Peter walked past tense walked on the water now that's my Bible says it your Bible says it the Mormon's Bible says it everybody's Bible says it if it's called a Bible it all says Peter walked on the water verse number 29 on the water. Not under the water. On the water. He didn't scuba dive people. The Bible says that Peter walked on the water. We miss that. We go right to spotlighting, headlining, floor showing his sinking. And we miss the whole idea that the Bible said he walked on water. To all the haters... To all of Don's haters, and I ain't got none on here, but y'all tell them because y'all know them because they'll talk to you, they won't talk to me. To all of Don's haters that watch me while I'm struggling. To all of my haters that watch me while I'm trying to make it. To all of my haters that are out there while I'm going through the process. I'm not going to be in denial. The boat is rocking But I promise you, if you're waiting on it to tip over, it won't be going today. To all of you that are watching me in the process, oh, yes, I'm sinking and I'm going down. But if you're waiting on the going under, it's going to be a cold day in hell before I go under because the God that I serve, oh, my Lord, he is, you know, folk have gotten out of here. Mm -hmm. Folk have gotten out of here. They have missed it. They have died and gone on to meet their maker, waiting on me to go under. Uh, I'm, yeah, that's right. Tell all of them, before you hate on me in my struggle, let me tell you what you've got to do first. You've got to first take the risk that have been taken. Before you can talk about Peter and his process of sinking, you've got to take the risk that he took to walk on the water first. You're sitting on the edge, all of you edge sitters. I'm preaching. And this is for you to tell others because I don't want you all, but then if the if the shoe fits, you just wear it. If it's tight, it's still right. If you're sitting on the edge, you're sitting there on the beach, on the sandy, in the sunny beach, and you see me out there, that's because you're sitting on the edge of do nothing and ain't going nowhere. And you see me out there and I'm doing everything that I can in the process, you go ahead, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show because you mad and, and the only reason that you're mad is because you're still in the boat. But my faith brought me out of the boat onto the water. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? And if by then I still got haters and you still on the boat and I'm out here, my faith brought me out here. I'm preaching now. My faith has me out here while you sitting on the edge, while you're sitting back watching, spectating, but not participating in the struggle. My faith brought me out here. And if I got any haters that still left, you tell them that while I came out of the boat and I came out on the water Little that you know, did you ever notice that that brought me that much closer to Jesus? Look at what happened when Peter got out of the boat onto the water. Did you notice that he moved in a direction to get closer to Jesus? Because the Bible says I'm ahead of myself, but that's all right. It preaches itself that the Lord reached out uh-huh to grab him. So where I am, I want to think of it as being in hands reach oh yeah I'm going down but the reason I can't go under is because I'm in hands reach let me see what folks saying here I just want to know yes I'm in that's right Vita I'm in hands reach come if you go out come right back I came out here but I came out here because I wanted to get closer to him I wanted to be there where he could work his miraculous power in the salvation that he brought me into. I'm preaching right now. Tell them, you tell if I got any haters left. If I got any of them left, you tell them at least I was close enough for Jesus to reach out and to pick me up. Now let me go farther because I'll get caught right there. You see, some folk would say, let me, let me see here. This, this is what some folk would say. Some folk would say that if you're going down, yeah, let me see now. If you're going down, then that means you're not close to God. Mm-hmm. If you're going down, you're not close to God. If, if 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 you're going through, you know, financial problems, you ain't close to God. You see, that's because they classify close to God uh, because of all that debt they got for them houses and them cars and all of that stuff. And then when you don't have what they have, they are measuring closeness to God based on material things preached on. Some folk would say, if you're going down, if you're going through the process, then that means that you're not close to God. Watch me because I'm going to, the Bible says that we are to rightly divide the word of truth. Here comes the dissection. People will look at the moves that you make, and they will declare that God is not in it because it's more than what their faith will permit them to do. They feel as though you should line up with the way that they think that things ought to go And the way that tradition has dictated it to be done. In other words, it's worked this long, so it's going to work on. Uh Uh-huh. Some folk would say if you're going down, it means that you're not close to God. But undeniably, reverently, and irrevocably, there is this fact. Peter is close enough for Jesus to touch him. uh Don't judge me because you see me going through certain situations. I'm in hands reach. I'm always in arms reach. Can I go farther? Here's a transition now. Serving God is all about risky business. You're sitting on the beach and you all got your toes in the sand because you all comfortable and you got everything going all right with you and and your kids ain't did this, and you ain't did that, and, and you, you've, been, you've been married for 20 and 80 years and all of that, and you ain't ever had no problems and all of that. Well, I got problems, okay? I have issues, and I don't have them by the, the, by the small numbers. I have them by the dozens. I have trouble on every hand. I am in the midst of what the Bible declares perilous times will come. There are going to be troubles on every hand. And when it comes to that, I have my issue. Are you with me? Serving God is risky business. Having faith is risky business. Preach, Don. Why? Because God challenges chosen people. I'm going to say it again. I'm finna text it. God, uh huh, challenges chosen people. I just texted. God challenges chosen people. If you ain't challenged, (laughs) I can't say you ain't chosen. I'm just going to say what I said at first. God challenges chosen people. Now, you do the logic yourself. If you ain't challenged, maybe you ain't chosen. I didn't say it. I'm just asking you to ask yourself. Because the God that I serve, he challenges chosen people. He challenges you because you're chosen. The reason I'm challenged is because I'm chosen. He challenges chosen people and he challenges them to take steps not knowing how it's going to end. Preach Don. He challenged me with things that causes me to walk by faith and not by sight. Being translated, he challenges me with things not knowing how it's going to end can i preach the whole thing notice how he told abraham what did he tell him tell them don get up and get out he gave no details to where abraham was going he gave abraham no map he did not give him a gps he did not give Abraham a flashlight he did not give Abraham a guide he simply told Abraham get up and get out from among your kindred that's a challenge because when you start moving and people are not ready to move they ask you in a minute are you sure you prayed about this are you sure God is in this it, it, they ask you this and they ask you that and here is the challenge you've got to listen to what they say and keep on going to where God is calling you to that is the other side and the other side don't look like this side preach Don. he told Moses Moses you go tell Pharaoh mm-hmm, that I said let my people go now if it were me I would say Okay, God, me, and which army? Who do you want me to take with me? You want me to take Bill Patterson? You want me to take Doobie? You want me to take George? Who do you want me to take with you? Because if we going up against Pharaoh, we going to need some firepower. We going to need something to deal with Pharaoh because Pharaoh ain't coming down easy, preach, done. But he told Moses, you go and you tell Pharaoh, watch the challenge, that I said, let my people go. Watch what Moses says. Who do I say that you are? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. You tell them I am that I am. Now, mm -hmm. you're chosen, Moses, and you got to deal with the risky business of challenge. That is to get in Pharaoh's face and tell them what God said and who he said that he was. I'm preaching now. Peter, James, and John, look at what he tells them to do. Can I preach? He says, I want you to go, and I am sending you like lamb among wolves. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. If that's not challenging, listen to what also he tells them to do. When you go and you, you go as lamb in the, wo- in the midst of wolves, I want you to go without purse, I want you to go without bag, and I want you to go without sandals. Let me translate that to you. I want you to go and don't carry no money. I want you to carry no sleeping bag and no shoes. Oh, my God. I want you to go as a lamb in the midst of wolves. If you run, you're going to run bare feet. If you run, you can't catch a cab because you don't have no money. If you run and you get sleepy, you got to lay on the hard ground because you can't carry a sleeping bag. No purse, no bag, and no sandals. Go as lamb in the midst of wolves. Go. Now, can I say it again? If you are challenged, you are chosen if you are chosen you will be challenged because it's risky business it's risky business let me talk about real life real life real life 1224 real life real life uh-huh. y'all talking about life i'm finna live life real life let me talk about rl 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 real life real life becomes the ability To walk day by day on the assurance that it's risky business. Say it slow, Don. Real life is your ability to walk day by day on the God assurance that it's risky, but I'm chosen. Mm -hmm. You've got to walk, get up every morning and say it's risky, but I'm chosen. You've got to get up every day and walk all day. And say it's risky, but I'm chosen. I'm, 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 I'm not really mind blown because Jesus walked on water. Y'all not hearing this now? I'm not mind blown because Jesus walked on water because that's what God does. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. He, he does that. Somebody say he does that. God, Jesus walked on water. God does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exclamation point. God does that what what he walked on water God does that that's what God does he can do the miraculous so I'm not just really blown away because Jesus walked on the water he's God in the flesh he can do that somebody say with me God can do that right but what is so dynamic what has just really knocked me out of my chair what is so revealing inside this text Is that as I mature, and I ain't going to say as I get old, but as I mature in life, day by day, as I get up with every rising of the sun, mm -hmm, as I get closer and closer with him. Y'all not hearing me now. As I mature in my relationship with God, I get lesser excited about the things that I know that God does and what really amazes me. What really causes me to just go out and proclaim in the epitome of all vocal ability is when I get energized, happy, overwhelmed. I'm talking about just extremely joy. Oh, I get joy when God paints the skies in all of the various colors. Oh, yes, I get amazed. Mm-hmm. But you want to know what really, what really just this just causes me to just lose all of my human equilibrium. Just go crazy. It's when God enables me to do something that people expect not to happen. Oh, y'all not hearing me. I really go crazy. Y'all talking about praising. It's when... They say that I can't, but God say, yes, you can. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I know, I know, I know what God can do. But let me tell y'all, what's really growing down up is when God challenges me to do something that I know I cannot do without him. I get really excited when I know that God has told me to do something that I can say back. God, God. I cannot, I will not. It's impossible for me to do this without you. I'm talking to somebody right now. Mm-hmm. And I call that risky business. Uh-huh. I don't know how mm-hmm, this is going to end. But one thing I know right here, and that is God, I I trust you. And if I can trust you, in one thing, I can trust you in everything. I need somebody right here to go ahead and take a praise break and say, Lord, I have a blessed assurance that uh, no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. You didn't say that it was going to be easy. You did not see that I was not going to have pain. You did not say Oh, God, uh, that I was not going to have trouble. Uh, but one thing you did say, and that is this, low uh, I will be with you always. Come on, somebody. I need a praiser right here. I need somebody to go crazy. Yell, 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 yell. I want you to just scream right now and say, yes, he will. You see, the story is... In the text, it's really not about Jesus. No, Jesus gave the disciples permission to start without him, but he did not give them the power to make it without him. I'm going to say it again. He told them, get on the ship and you can go ahead without me. Get up, Don. And go on on Monday uh-huh. But you ain't gonna make it without me Y'all not hearing what I'm saying Get up, put your shoes on, put your clothes on Tuesday, but you ain't gonna make it without me uh-huh. Go ahead, you got permission to start But I want you to know you don't have the power To finish without me So life can't get so good to you That all of a sudden you forgot who made the whole thing. Uh, Preach, Don. You can't get so excited about your house and your car and your finance and your future and your fortune and your fame that you forget about the orchestrator, that you forget about the creator. You can't get so good that you think you got it all
0: by yourself
1: you got to take time and relax and recognize uh, if it had not been for god oh my god Uh if it had not been for god let me see what's happening here if it had not been for god got to make sure my computer is all messing up what's happening here i got to make sure that y'all still hearing this you see it's the story in the text is not really about jesus jesus Gave disciples permission to start, but you can't make it because you don't have the power to make it without me. Life is just good, but it ain't nothing without God. You see, Jesus stepped out on the water Uh to go to the disciples who are in despair. Mm -hmm. The disciples are in despair. The disciples are all on the ship. But you got to remember who told them to get on the ship in the first place. I want you to text somebody right now and tell them God knows exactly where I am. You see, we always asking people pray for me. But I need you instead of asking for prayer, I want you to be a living testimony Right now and tell somebody, God knows exactly where I am. I need to tell somebody. God knows, he ain't even on the air. Uh God knows exactly where I am. Mm -hmm. I got a text that I'm telling Kenya now. God knows exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm finna send that to my son. And he may not know what I'm talking about. I'm preaching now. Mm-hmm. Where? I am. Now, he's gonna ask me later, but I had to be a living testimony. Mm-hmm. Having technical difficulties. Just stay right there. Stay right there. He knows. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow it down so you can get back. I was talking so loud that the computer just it kind it kind of glitched, it shut down. He knows exactly where I am. Somebody's still here. He knows that's why we got to get back in person too, cause the, this machine can't take it. He knows exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. Jesus stepped out on the water, and he went to where they were because. The, He knew exactly where you were all the time. That's why you just text and told somebody. He knows my situation. He knows my circumstance. He knows my sickness. He knows my COPD. He knows the condition of my prostate. He knows the condition of my colon. He knows the condition of my cancer. He knows the condition of my heartaches. He knows the condition of my anxiety. He knows that I have a daughter that is bipolar with psychotic tendencies. He knows that I have a son that's struggling. He knows that I have 12 children. He knows that I have a church to pastor, a store to run. He knows I have a business to tend to. I have cameras to put in. He knows that I got ladders to climb. He knows that I got hot Addicts to go in, he knows that I gotta go under. Crawl spaces. He knows uh, that I got to get a little sleep. He knows that I got to take medication day by day. He knows uh, my circumstance. He knows that sometimes I'm driving and I'm not aware. He knows my problems. He knows my problems. He knows, he knows, uh, he knows just where I am. Uh, But while he knows that, I know uh, that I've got to deal with the process. I'm loud and clear, Janet it said Uh, so that's why I didn't have to go to him he came uh, out to me in the midst of my situation preach Don Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about finding God God knows exactly where you are y'all don't hear now let me talk to my father-in-law he knows every metric size of oxygen that's being pumped into your nose he knows he knows he knows and it's not the tank that measures but it's God that lets you take every breath in your body daddy you need to embrace this he knows your situation Uh, yes Samuel if your blood uh, needs to be transfused look at the woman uh, that bled for 12 long years all you gotta do uh, is just touch because he knows the hem of his garment he knows uh, exactly where you are I'm preaching now God uh, has to show up because uh, he's the only one uh, that had set up the circumstances in the first place let me say it again uh, why does he have to show up April uh, he has to show up because uh, he's the one that orchestrated the circumstance in the first place you don't hear me uh, my steps my steps my steps we oui, uh, are ordered by the Lord uh, and he delights in the way preached on mm-hmm. uh, he walks with them mm-hmm. uh, and he goes Goes out to them. The Bible says. That as Jesus was on his way. Y'all don't hear me. As he was on his way. As he was on his way. The Bible says. That he yelled out. Preach, Don, as he was on his way, uh, that he yelled out, "Mm -hmm. oh, Lord, Mm -hmm. we walk not by sight, mm -hmm. but we walk by faith. Preach, Don. That's why uh, the Bible says that on his way, uh, that Jesus yelled out. Talk, Don. Uh, He yelled out and he said, three things Uh, the first thing he said uh, in your situation be of good cheer Uh, in other words get glad uh, because you're going through Uh, that's what he said Uh uh-huh be of good cheer uh, because trouble is on every hand Be of good cheer. Uh Uh-huh. Because uh, you challenge every day in and day out. Uh, He said, uh, Be of good cheer. Uh, So you know what that says to Don? Uh, I get glad uh, when I have to go through. Uh, Oh, yeah. I get more joy uh, because of the challenge. Yeah. Because Jesus said. Be of good cheer. Mm -hmm. The second thing he said uh, is, it is I. Wait a minute. Uh, I heard uh, one of the disciples say, uh, how do you know uh, that it is the Lord? And you cannot see him, because the wind is blowing the water, and the wave is distorting our sight. I said that I said that I don't have to see him, but I can hear his voice. And not only did he say, be of good cheer, he said, it is I. And not only did he say that, he said, be not afraid. Oh, yes, and when he said, be not afraid, he was telling me to relax, remember, and recognize. When he said, be not afraid, he said, Don don't wait till the battle is over shout now I have you in the process so fire finally well bye bye y'all I'm not gonna wait till the battle is over I'm
0: gonna stay right here I'm gonna shout my troubles over I'm going down but I will never go under I'm going down but I will NEVER
1: Go under the God that I serve every time in the midst of the process the finances get low. He picks me up. Oh, yes.
0: Every time my health get low, I'm going down, but I don't go under. Tell somebody I'm going through, but what I'm going through, it will not. Take me out, somebody. Say, yes, yes.
1: I'm going down, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going under. One of the disciples said, it's the Lord. How do you know? Tell somebody, I know his voice. When they said that, Peter said, Lord, if I'm finished after that, after that word, I'm through, I'm out of it now. If my life is an iffy life, my life is based on an if theory, iffy situations, iffy circumstances, iffy, 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 it means that my life is risky, if it be thou, Lord. Lord, if it be you, mm-hmm. if it be you, did y'all hear what Peter said? Peter said, I'm not sure, but it's one thing about it by faith believe enough uh, that if it ain't you, uh, by the time I get out here, uh, it's gonna be you. Uh, I told somebody, uh, you gotta be mature in this thing uh, to live like I live. Uh, Faith can be wrong, uh, or let me say it, you can be wrong uh, as two left shoes, uh, but when you got faith, uh, God will honor it. Uh, Peter said, if it be you somebody read that let the text talk for itself it sounds like if he said if that he stepped out doubting no he didn't doubt doubt says if but just in case I'm gonna stay in the boat if says yes maybe not but I'm coming out anyway oh yes I up this morning huh, saying if, huh, but I got up anyway. Huh, I came down here to preach huh, saying if, huh, but I'm down here preaching anyway. Huh, oh, yes, huh, and as long as I got breath in my body, huh, it's gonna be an iffy situation, huh, it's gonna be a risky situation, huh, it's gonna be a volatile, unstable, huh, unpredictable situation. Huh, but oh, God, huh, I ain't ever seen a situation that. Where Jesus uh, Don't get me uh, And catch me before I go under Oh uh, yes uh, Thou should not tempt the Lord thy God uh, Ain't coming out to show off uh, I'm coming out because I trust him uh, You can't show out on God uh, And say I'm going to do this And he going to get me uh, Oh no uh, You got to work on faith Preach down Oh uh, uh, yes uh, You got to operate within the parameters of faith uh, That says God uh, It wouldn't be in my mind if you didn't put it there. Y'all ain't ready for this. You got to mature yourself. You sitting around here getting old and just getting decrepit. You just sitting here in melancholy, mediocrity, talking about serving the Lord. Going to pay off after a while. It's paying off right now. It ain't going to pay off no after a while. It's going to pay off for the rest of this day. I'm going to get out of here and go make some tacos and some sliders and some whatever else they come in there to buy. And then if something happens, you don't come down there running, checking on Don. Yeah, you come on, check on me. I ain't saying I'm taking it for granted. But don't y'all be, well, oh Don, he need to go somewhere. And he need. No, don't y'all worry about me. You come on off the shore yourself. I'm trying to show you and what I said to somebody else. When you going open the church? When you going to get back in the pulpit? Man, I'm in the pulpit. Every day I get up and I breathe. I don't just get up on Sunday just to preach to somebody in some suit. Y'all ain't seen I ain't wore a suit since y'all called me to do a funeral. I ain't in the wear no suits. I ain't in the run around took no big Bibles. I done talked about it for 40 some years. I'm about it, about it right now. You gotta show folk faith. You can't just preach faith. You can't just talk about what faith is out of your mouth. You gotta live some faith. I'm out there where young people are trying to do to end their life every day God put me in a situation last night at 9 o'clock p.m. in the midst of some police still in this city after they shot somebody to take four of them to wrestle some girl down to the ground but the Lord told me to come out of my store and go out there, you ain't got to worry about it, and don't ask me about the details, but I promise you that the presence of God quell that situation, I could have done that from a pulpit, I had to be on the scene, you don't hear what I'm saying, and if you got a problem Problem with it, you need to find somebody somewhere else because I'm going down, but I ain't going under. I ain't going under. Uh, I know God got me. yes, and I need you to come out of your comfort zone. I challenge you this morning I'm finished. I need you to come out, come out, come out of your comfort zone and let me tell y'all there's letting other people not in not live theirs and they want to rob you of yours. Don't you do it, don't you do it, don't you do it. I didn't read in the text where nobody told Peter, Peter, you better get yourself back on this boat. You better get back on this boat. Peter said, the ship done did his part. Now I gotta do my part. I gotta walk by faith, huh? He beginning to sink. Thing about it is, he never sunk. He beginning to sink. That's all. I, it took me a whole hour to say that, but he never sunk. He went down, but he didn't go under. He didn't even get far enough to get water in his eyes, nose, or mouth because he praised the whole way. Lord, if it, first he said, save me. First he said, if it be thou, bid me to come out. And then when he got out, he said, Lord, save me. So y'all don't hear what I'm saying, but I'm preaching it in hell. Glory. He had me, too. Yes. Now, y'all still shouting? Keep on shouting. Shout for the rest of the day. Y'all shout. I told you what we was going to do. We're going to read this. We're going to preach. We're going to get a word. And then we're going to shout. And then we're going to go for the rest of this day. And we're going to bless God in the beauty of his holiness. That's what we're going to do. And that's what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to go ahead and and enjoy the rest of this day. Go ahead bless him, praise him. I needed this all. That's what you say, Debbie. I needed it too. I have to have it. I can't live without it. But what I need y'all to do is just don't get another good sermon. Do this for me. Live it out loud. Live it out loud. Live it out loud. People ask me, how do you even have the guts to even attempt I'm standing on this word.
0: You ain't got to be no preacher.
1: Just stand on it. Stand on that word. Stand on that word. Stand on that word. Stand Stand right there. Stand right there. Going down. But I have.
0: i let you go. It's been quite a year, a test of my faith. I've seen some things that took my breath away. I've lost some friends and some loved ones too. could have planned for such a time as this when nothing seems certain help us Lord is my one wish my strength is weak but my faith is strong no matter what I face I'm gonna keep home I'm trust you. am still going trust.